1: Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Tuesday. It is November 26th. It's 2019, and we have two basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy,
2: Jordan Cooper Blenderhead. This is a this is a perfect slate for you. Well, it's a perfect slate for you. You're back. We get to ease you in, right, with just two <laughs> games? Because you, you said to me before, you said you haven't even been paying attention to DFS or any sports for the past couple of days. And you come back, and uh, we look at this slate, and not much has changed.
1: Yes, full week off. No no Twitter, no – I didn't, don't think I opened the DK Live app at all to see, like, who was playing, like, full week off. Like,
2: it was – I'm refreshed. I'm ready to go. Well, look at the positive. You didn't lose any money.
1: <laughs> didn't make any
2: either, so well, – Okay, well, I'm just <laughs> – I'm looking on the bright side.
1: Uh. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm ready. Um. Like you said, it's a two gamer. It's interesting. Like, you look at this two game slate, and like, we have a ton of studs to pay up for and some interesting value, some chalky value, and um, you know, ready to break it down. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to fantasydraft.com. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. Uh, they have a $7,500 pick and roll contest up for today's slate. Rake free DFS, only place out there that you're going to not pay Rake to play DFS. Uh, the memberships. Are very, very comparable and very easy to figure out and very easy to save money. So make sure you're doing that. I've saved over $2,000 since the beginning of football season playing over there on Fantasy Draft because of no rake. So give them a look. They got NHL stuff as well. Um, obviously, they got their NFL stuff up for Thursday. Um, so, you know, the three games slate on Thursday, they got a contest up for that. So, Talk about that when we get to the football podcast later this week. But a uh, ton of stuff going on this week, so make sure you're giving fantasy drafts some love. Awesome sponsors of the podcast. All right, Jordan, let's jump into this two game slate, and you know it's it's a it's a barn burner here. We got the Clippers and the Mavericks. It's a two twenty seven and a half total. Clippers are favored by two in this game. Shamit is out, and then on the Dallas side, Maxi is questionable let's start here with the Clippers
2: um what do you like in here for LA uh for, in the context of this slate not much I mean it really depends on your lineup construction uh like I said it's a two-game slate I mean like what do we have to choose from uh now with everyone healthy and everyone back and Kawhi and Paul George playing Lou Williams coming off the bench Harold coming off the bench like it it feels like all these guys are priced efficiently to some extent. I mean, but you're gonna have to find some value somewhere to fit in some slots. So, like, I don't consider Kawhi or, out of all of them, probably Paul George would be like. If you're gonna spend up for a Clipper, you, you you take Paul George at 8,200. But like, I'm more interested in like the filler, like Pat Beverly at 4,700. Uh, like one of the, I mean, even can you even play Parkless or J Michael Green? at this point, with all these guys back, like, uh, I think Kawhi will be the lowest owned of, like, the higher-priced players, because you're going to want to fit in, like, Luka, or Jokic, or Beal, or George, but the the problem is with Kawhi, he's he's only playing, like, 32 minutes a game, so, like, he still has to be really efficient, and if if I'm going to play anyone out of the two, it's probably going to be Paul George, but if you're playing a large-field GPP, and you, like, Fading Luca and playing like Kawhi with like Porzingis or something like that. See, it's kind of it's even tough with that because if the game stays close, you have to figure Luca like blows has the highest raw point score. So, like in order for Kawhi to get there, you almost have to have Luca in your lineup anyway. So, I'm I'm more in, I'm more interested in the Dallas side, uh, even the subsidiary pieces, and more interested in the Washington-Denver game than really like. Now that everyone's back, like, who, Doc Rivers plays, like, a million-man rotation. Like, well, who am I playing?
1: Yeah, you know, I was looking at this uh before we got started, and the Clippers, out of the four teams, are they're probably my least favorite team. Like, if I was going to say there was a team that I would target the least amount on this slate, it'd probably be the Clippers. And I feel like, you know, that's something, too, because I feel like a lot of people are going to think that way, Um, you know, but you mentioned it like you pretty much went down it like Kawhi is price like Paul George is not back Paul George's price has come down a little bit like if the game stays close Paul George probably is the guy that gets there the most in this scenario Lou Williams if the game you know stays close you know he could potentially get there if he shoots the ball really well and he's efficient but You know, I I have more interest in George and Williams than I do in Kawhi and Harrell. Um, I don't mind Patrick Beverly at his price, but like Patrick Beverly with these two guys, like his usage is going to go way down. Um, They're just not going to need him to do much. So the center situation is ugly. So really when I'm looking at the Clippers here, you know, I'm looking at Paul George. I like the price on Lou Williams, um, but. I'll be honest. I'm not. I'm not loving the Clippers here. They're, they're not my favorite team here. So um,
2: I I just looked it up. Uh, the on Wednesday the Clippers are playing the Grizzlies. They're on the road. Do you, I mean, I know it's a two game slate. So I mean, it's going to be. It's, we could talk a little bit longer about each game. What happens if Kawhi sits? It's a back to back. So maybe maybe he sits on the front end of the back to back.
1: Well, if one of them sits, Paul George or Kawhi, you play the other one, right? Like. Yeah, you know, that, that's his – or, like, you play Harold and Lou. Um, but, like, obviously if we get news that one of them sits, like, it changes this whole thing. But I think that, you know, maybe when we're doing the podcast Wednesday, like, we're going to potentially be talking about both of them sitting after playing against
2: Dallas. True. But, I mean, I really – even if Kawhi, like, if Kawhi sits, like, it doesn't necessarily even make all the other guys, like, the greatest of plays. I mean, they're, they're better than they were. And if Paul George, it's almost I feel like the guy that I want if either of them sits would be Lou Williams at guard at a guard spot uh, at 6,300 with him pot potentially you know starting at you know maybe starting this game. I just think like if Paul George plays, I'd rather not have Harold. And if Kawhi plays, he's still not going to play enough. I mean, I don't know. I think if anything, Kawhi. I mean, yeah, they may, they may sit one and then sit the other one the next day with this load management crap. So, like, I'm going into this late. I mean, this is the first game. The games are only a half an hour apart, so it's not a big deal anyway. But I would not, I would not be shocked if one of them sat this game. And, but, that, but to me, that opens for large field GPPs. That opens up the cheapies. Like, if, if one of them sits, like, now I have a little bit more interest in Harkless and Green, because i will get a little bit more run with the second unit, a little overlap work. But, like, I I, I still – the context of this slate, I'd rather have Luca over any of these guys. So, like, if one of them sits, I'd still have – I mean, it doesn't even matter to me because Luca at eleven four 4 on a two-game slate, like, I'm taking him over any of these guys no matter what.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I was just – you know, while you were talking there, I was pulling up court IQ, and just with Paul George and Kawhi on the floor – Lou Williams' usage is down 4%, and his average fantasy point per 36 is down, like, six fantasy points, and, like, Harold's is down 10. So, if they both play, like, what I was saying, like, I, I really don't love it, but if one sits, like, you know, I'm going to be paying attention to that ownership. Like, what's it going to be driving? Is it going to be driving Harrell? Is it going to be driving Williams? Is it going to be driving Paul or, Paul or, you know, Kawhi? Like, I'm going to be paying attention to the ownership game because – I already don't love this team, so I'll zig while everybody zags. So, you know, that's that's kind of how I'll be looking at it. I'll be playing like uh, Pat Bev or something, you know, who knows. But like you said, we'll get this news. Like, that's the good thing. We'll get this news before this game starts. So probably in the middle of the day, like four, 3 o'clock in the afternoon drop. Um, Dallas, you already kind of said it. Like, you know, we'll we'll start with Luca. Um, You know, he should be the talk of every conversation right now. He's 11-4, but he's just been – Absolutely crushing it, um, you know, over 70 fantasy points in three of the last four, four of the last six. Um, what are you doing
2: here with Dallas and Luka? Well, I mean, Luka is the, is the top player of the slate, I mean, regardless of his price. He's the most expensive player at 11-4, and I still, think, I still think that I'm pricing him high enough. I mean, he's, he's – to me, he's above Harden. I mean, it's Luka and it's Giannis, and there's, no, and there's no one else. So I can see in large field GPPs, there is a construction to be made without Luca and you, but the thing is like Luca failing for GPP is still probably putting up 50 points and you may not need him. You may, you may still need him. I mean, the raw points matter on a two game slate. I'm just saying that there's, there, there is an outcome where you you play like Hardaway and Porzingis and then you play like Paul George on the other side and then someone in the other game and Luca like gets 52 points and, like, is, like, may, you may need it, but you may not need it if everyone else scores enough.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I'm just at the point where I'm going to play him um, and I'll make everything else work. Like, uh, I, I have a hard time not seeing him be the raw points
2: play on the slate. Um, yeah, but he could be the raw points played 54 points.
0: Yeah, and maybe so a whole that,
2: bunch of other people get high thirties and low forties, and because he's eleven four, that whole balanced type of build is better. I'm, I'm, I'm just hey, it's a two game slate, Stevie. What else am I supposed to talk about? The option I don't want to say <laughs> Luke is a must play, and then him get like fifty four points and not be in the winning lineup because there's a possibility of that.
1: No, I and I agree. Like he's he's likely going to be the highest owned stud, right? Like there, I don't see a scenario unless. Unless one of the Clippers guys sit, maybe that, you know, puts one of those guys up towards his ownership. But I I, I have a hard time not seeing Luca be the highest-owned guy on the slate. So um, there's always merit to fading the highest or being underweight on the highest-owned guy, depending on how many teams you're making. And, you know, the other side of this is, like, when you're looking at Dallas here, like, you got Porzingis, who looks really solid for, like, a 5-6x to six X type game. But, you know – We already talked about it pre-show. Tim Hardaway's he slid into that Seth Curry starting shooting guard role and played 38 minutes against Houston last time out.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think – I mean, it's always a scary roster, Tim Hardaway, because he gets, like, no peripherals. But it is a two-game slate. And if he's going to play 34 minutes, I mean, you're going to need to find value somewhere. I know 5K isn't, like, value-value, but, I mean, if – you need to fill a small forward spot on this slate. You're gonna you're gonna try to fill a small fall If you're not playing Paul George or Kawhi, and you're gonna try to fill small forward, it's it, it's it's nasty. So I think you're gonna have to play Hardaway. Uh, the more interesting case, because uh, he has the cute tag Kleber. That uh, like if Kleber just happens to not play, then like I'm jamming in Dwight Powell as much as I can. I mean, I don't I don't see this being a Boban game with Harrell in for a, you know, a lot of minutes. I mean, I guess Boban could go up against, uh, against Zubach, but like I would expect Powell at 4,000 to be, I mean, I would prefer him over Hardaway, but I mean, I'd probably play both, but out of all the teams on the slate, I think I'm more likely to play multiple Dallas pieces than, than anyone else. I mean, cause if we go, once we go to Denver, well, you'll see that like, You can play multiple pieces, but it's not going to be Jokic. So I'm not – I don't know if Kleber sits or not, but, I mean, I don't mind playing power with Kleber if I need to anyway. But I just think that the other guys, like DeLon Wright and Brunson and Seth Curry, if he's Justin Jackson, and J.J. Berea, he's still around. I just just don't – I just think Dallas, if this game stays competitive, it's going to be the main guys getting most of the minutes – and unless you're playing some type of blowout angle, which you can on a two game slate, I just think you stick with those guys.
1: Yeah, and you know, all right, it's a two game slate. So I'm gonna throw a name out at you. Don't if, tell me you're gonna say broke off. No, if if Maxi sits, Justin Jackson, if you're if you're if you're mass multi entering on this slate, I'd get some exposure to Justin Jackson just in case this game goes kind of small and he plays twenty five minutes at thirty two hundred. So
2: Right, but just, just expect that he could only get even if he played thirty two minutes, he may only get you ten points.
1: No, I yeah, for sure. He could play twenty five minutes and score five fantasy points. I'm just saying, like it's a two game slate, and if you're mass multi entering, um he's just a name you want to throw out there. Um I I Seth Curry didn't play any minutes the other night, you know, when they when they shifted over to Tim Hardaway. I think I'd stay away from that even at thirty three hundred. Um so you know it's just one of those things don't get don't get snuckered into looking at jj Berea at 18.8 fantasy points per game at 3k he he's played in you know two games this season and one was a massive blowout so make sure you're not paying attention to that like so um is there anything else from this one before we talk about the next game no i think that's pretty much it Quip, makers of the Quip Electric Toothbrush, wants you to know that one single discovery that matters most for your dental health care. It is simply this, that if you have good habits, you are good. That means brushing for two minutes, twice a day, and flossing regularly, no matter what brand you use. Quip makes that simple, starting with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss, and act... Oh, man. And... (laughs) You're killing me. So I'm I'm trying not to look at blender. He's killing me here. Well, they can't um, hear it on the
2: podcast. I'm, do, I'm, I'm doing... If we're going to do uh, an ad read, I might as well mind that I'm brushing my teeth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, anti-cavity toothpaste. Quip's electric brush has sensitive sonic vibrations with a built-in timer and 30-second pulses to guide a full and even clean. The Quip Floss dispenser comes with pre-marked string to help you use just enough. Plus, Quip delivers fresh... Brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills to your door every three months with free shipping so your routine is always right. Join over 3 million healthy mouths and get Quip today starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash fantasy right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash fantasy, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash Quip. The Good Habits Company. We got Washington at Denver, two twenty-seven total. Denver's favored by nine and a half in this game. Mahini is still out on the Washington side. Denver didn't see anything
2: important there on the injury report. Uh, what do you like here for Washington? Oh, oh, they're playing in Denver, and Washington plays no defense apparently. Uh, if, if to me, people are going to look at this game and go. Blowout, but it's a two-game slate. I'm more interested in going. Well, what happens if this game does stay close? This game could go over by a million points. So, on the Washington side, I th- I think people are going to be scared to play Bradley Beal because, like, they'd rather play one of the Clippers guys. They'd rather play. I mean, obviously, Luca. They'd rather play Jokic against a poor Washington front court. But I mean, if this game stays competitive, it's it's who else is going to make it stay competitive other than Bradley Beal? So, I consider me to be a top GPP play on the slate. And the thing is, is that unlike the other game, like if you're gonna fade like Luke, if you want a close game, you almost need the studs. Uh, Denver, they spread the ball enough around where, like, they can put up a lot of points, and Jokic doesn't doesn't have more than fifty fantasy points. So, like, I'm I don't feel the need to if I play Beal, I need to play Jokic. So this it makes it a much more compelling. Large field GPP game stack ish, like playing six of these guys in this game more so than the other game. So, like, Beal would be the top option. And then playing one of, like, Isaiah Thomas or Ish Smith. I mean, Hachimura and Bertans are like splitting time. But Bertans, since he kind of plays in the second unit, he gets a little bit more usage. Uh, we don't know that now, now Wagner's getting time at the five and at the cost of Bryant. So, like, if you tell me that Brian's going to play 32 minutes at 5,800, I'll 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 play him every time. But now he's only getting, like, 26, 28 minutes. If you want to play for one of those occasions, feel free to do so. You could always, if you need the insane, like, desperate value, you could go for Troy Brown because he is in the starting lineup. But, like, in general, I'm not a big fan of the Washington team, the prices, because they all split minutes and stuff. It's more the situation of, What do I like on Denver? And if I think the game stays close in GPP, I just want to take a whole bunch of these guys and just like, they're going to have to stay competitive somehow.
1: Yeah. So like one of my favorite plays on the slate value wise, large field tournaments, of course, is Jordan McCray. Like he's 3,600. He's gone for over 20 fantasy points in three of the last four games. The minutes are all over the place, but the minutes are there. It's second usage minutes. You know how much I'm team bench. Like, he's 3,600. I need some value on this slate to play Luca and to play Beal and these guys that we like at the top. So, you know, he's a guy that I like. I like Ish Smith. I like Wagner. Like, I'm going to mix these guys in. Isaiah Thomas, revenge narrative. Like, you know, there's, there's all kinds of fun ways you can play Washington today. But I'm with you, Bradley Beal is your, your, your top priority here, um, in, in my opinion. So, But, like, I don't have to play Bradley Beal. I, I can play two of these cheap guys, and if this game stays semi-close, um, you know, I, I I should be okay if Bradley Beal doesn't go bonkers. But it's a two-game slate, so I will be playing multiple Washington guys. Um, no combination that I love, but, you know, I like the Beal-McCray combo, and. I don't hate Isaiah Thomas. I don't hate Wagner. I don't hurt. I like Bertans is another guy. Fifty two hundred. He's a
2: guy that can go for forty fantasy points. So you you know he's another guy you have to like here. Right. And the problem with the Wizards is not that like I, the prices if you're gonna fit like Luca in like the prices are good. Like I don't I don't mind these prices. It's just a matter of, like the minutes are all over the place. Fred, they they all are splitting minutes. So like yeah, Isaiah Thomas at forty six hundred is nice. If I know he's getting. 28 to 30 minutes, but that could tilt towards his Smith more or Hatcham. I like Rui Hatchimura at 4,500. I mean, you can play any of these guys. If you're playing like a cash lineup on a two game slate, I think you probably are playing two of these guys and I wouldn't call you crazy for playing any two of these guys, because if there's splitting minutes down the middle, you just got to hope you got the right guy and he will still probably (laughs) still get enough points uh, for you, for you to win in like cash games. But uh, getting the the thing is in GPPs, make sure if you're lo- using lineup HQ, use the groups. If you're going to play Bird Tans, you want to play. If you're going to play multiple lineups, you don't want Bird Tans and Hatchamura in the same lineup. You don't want Thomas and Smith in the, and McRae in the same lineup. You don't want Troy Brown and CJ Miles or whatever in the same. Like, feel free to to, to make to turn turn off those negative correlations of people that could steal each other's minutes for the, the, you know, the large field GPP is 30,000 plus entries. You don't want to be stuck there going, well, I, ha- I better hope Thomas and Smith do well in their time that they're each not on the court. <laughs> like I'd rather just hope one of them gets all the minutes. And then the other lineup is dead.
1: Yeah. I think you spend more time on your groups today on this two game slate than you spend, you know, figuring out who you want to play. Uh, groups are going to be, I feel like, more important on a two-game slate and we've talked about this in depth before you know you have a bunch of stuff on roto academy that you've recorded recently about lineup hq and your process but you know when you're looking at a two-game slate you got to put in the time on the little details and do your groups and stuff um make sure you knock out like you know jordan just said you knock out those negative correlations like you know if, if, if brian and wagner are both splitting minutes like Maybe they both get there, but most of the time, it's probably not going
2: to happen. Right. One one of them is going to have a ceiling game while the other one has a snowflake. Yep. So,
1: all right, let's talk Denver. Um, You know, my favorite play from Denver is probably Will Barton. You know, it's no secret at this point that Washington cannot defend the three-point line, and uh, Will Barton's going to chuck. You know, he's a guy that can put up seven to ten threes in a game, and against Washington, I, I love the ceiling at that point. So, you you were mentioning like you were struggling a little bit with small forward. If you don't want to pay up, like I think Will Barton's the answer.
2: Well, and that means you're using Hardaway in a in a shooting guard spot, which is fine. Right. I think Barton's fine. I think I I I I appreciate the prices. of, of these of these players, Jokic at nine thousand eight hundred, I th- actually think is out of all of them the one that I don't want to play. I could uh, well, they, you know my process. <laughs> are you going to play him? Let me know if you're going to play him because if you're uh, going to play him, that means I can't possibly play.
1: I don't know if I'd fully fade him on a two game slate, but I definitely will
2: be underweight on the field. Let's just say that. I mean Jamal Murray's been playing at mid thirties now, so seven thousand four hundred uh yeah. seems fun. That there's a ceiling there. There's a ceiling for Barton. There's I know Harris is just kind of sitting in the corner now, but I mean, at 4,200, he is getting minutes enough that why don't why don't shove him in your lineup? But uh, if if I were to if I were to call a favorite, I I don't have favorites. I don't have likes. I just look at ceilings and the and the prices. Uh, with the defensive inefficiency of Washington, especially in the front court, uh, if Paul Millsap plays 30 minutes, I would not be shocked if he had 50 plus points this game. So. Like, to me, like, we're going to need to fill a center spot, remember. Like, if you're not playing Jokic, who's playing Porzingis? Are you going to be playing uh, uh, Dwight Powell if Cleaver's out, here, even if he's not out? So I have no problem whatsoever using Millsap, even in the center slot, because even at 26 minutes, I think he has a floor. I still think he has a 25-point floor, which at 5,400 on DraftKings is more than fine for me on a, Two games late and he has a ceiling for. I mean, if he plays thirty-two minutes and this game is competitive and goes over, I mean, he could he could put up twenty-two and twelve, and like completely destroy the slate. So, like, I think he's a cash play. I think he's a great GPP play, and I would almost hope that people are like Kleber's out. Let me try Boban. That type of crap. Or, or play Troy Brown at 3500, so they could fit in like two Jokic and Luca. Like, no, I'll go down the middle. I'll take these Murray, Barton, Millsap, Harris, these type of guys. A uh, Jeremy Grant, even. I'll take a flyer on him. If you don't, if you're fading Jokic, you could always take Plumley because game gets out of hand or something like that. Plumley foul trouble. I don't know how Jokic is going to get into foul trouble in this game, but maybe he'll find a way to do it. But no, I, I I like the Nuggets. I mean, the only concern would be, which I don't have a concern with, is uh, the blowout. And I hope people do have that concern because it'll lower the ownership and it just means I'll take more. You
1: can't say blowout on a two-game slate. Let, let's just be honest. People like, do. I, people are I in know, the
2: Discord it's... going, I don't know if I can take people in this game. It's going to be a blowout. And how many times do you say that? And it's not a blowout. And the game that was supposed to be close is a 36-point blowout. Don't bother even trying to predict it.
1: Right. People go cold shooting the basketball, and you never know what's going to happen. So, um, listen, it's a two-game slate. Like, I'll take my 5-6x to from Millsap all day long here. Like, raw points matter on two-game slates. So, um, I'm all about, you know, playing some Paul Millsap here, but, I like Murray, I like Barton, I like Millsap. Those are probably my three play, my three favorite plays from Denver. Um, they're probably going to come out pretty good on the projection side of things, too. Um, it's Washington. They don't play defense. So, if you do want to get some exposure to Mason Plumlee, if he gets 16 minutes, he could put up 25 fantasy points at 3,800. Like, this slate's all going to be about finding that 3K guy that goes for 25-plus fantasy points. Uh, it's a two-game slate. It's always like that. So, you know, I you know, I, I don't ever mind, you know, throwing in Plumley, knowing that it's probably only going to be about 16 minutes. And if the game does get, end up getting ugly and he plays 20, like maybe you get a few extra points. But, you know, I'm not playing Jokic, so I'll play some Plumlee.
2: Right. You could say the same with, like, Monty Morris or something. Yeah. Like, it, it, if you play large field GPPs, you, you – if you, if you look at your lineup and everyone's 30-plus percent owned, you ain't winning. I mean, if you, if you are coming in first, just splitting it with 780 people. Yep. All
1: right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Um, right oh, I, I love
2: you, – you know how much I love the morning grind game when there's only four teams to choose from.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Um, you're welcome for getting scheduled today. Like, no problem. It's hard.
2: This game is actually harder with these
1: <laughs> slates. That is true. The question about who you're gonna fade up top uh makes it really tough when there's only five options. Um give me your favorite play under 5k to 7x today. Under
2: 5k? Yep. Uh, not at 5k, it has to be under Yep. You can't have Hardaway. No, know. I I almost I don't want hard. Uh, I'll I'll go with one of those random be- Pat Beverly has a ton of points for no apparent reason, Days.
1: All right, Pat Bev.
2: Especially if one of them sits, he's going to have to play some more.
1: I'm going to go Jordan McRae. The more I think about it, the more I think that I'm going to end up playing him a bunch today. So um, welcome myself back with a losing day playing too much Jordan McRae, right? That's how it works, right? Or you can Um, win it all.
2: Maybe, maybe just today's the day and you win it all.
1: If that happens, I'm taking another week off. Um, Over 8K to go under 5X. Who's your boss today?
2: Uh, whoever sits between Kawhi and Paul George, can I can I do that? Is that cheating?
1: <laughs> yeah, and if they <laughs> both play, He's who guaranteed a who's who's zero. Your, who, who. <laughs>
2: yeah, right. Yeah. Um. <laughs> right. I'm I'm winning. I win no matter what. I'm expecting one of them to sit, so I win. They're a bust. Yeah. yeah nope. <laughs> okay. Then then I'm I'm gonna I'll still say I'll still say Kawhi. Right. But if he if he if he happens to sit, I don't want to say Paul George because I think he gets there. <laughs> but gonna if go Paul Jokic. George sits, if Paul George sits, I still don't think Kawhi gets there. So that's why I'm picking Kawhi.
1: Oh, I like that. I think I think um if Paul George sits, I think Lou gets there. Um Yeah, I'm gonna take Jokic. No shocker. I knew you 100. were, that's why I didn't want to take him. And, and like the fact that he is like the 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 most extensive center, people are gonna play him today, and I just I love it. Um
2: Who's your favorite 6X play?
1: A Millsap. To
2: oh, there's a the Millsap, easily. I mean, that's – I could have said that a year ago.
1: Um, I like that one. I'm going to say Will Barton. Uh, I really like the spot for him. Um, I think that he's going to just get so many open threes in this game. So, I'm going to go him. Uh, give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day.
2: Oh, well, yours has to be the Gray because I didn't even mention him.
1: No, like McCray was already my value my value guy. No, no, I I'm not gonna
2: say him. I'm not playing him. I'm telling you, I'm not I will have zero Jordan McRae tomorrow. I just not you can feel free to tweet me when he has a flame icon. That's perfectly fine.
1: I'm gonna get it right when he goes on the court, gets his first basket. He has two fantasy points and has a flame. I'm, gonna, I'm right. gonna take
2: that one. Like get weird. Oh, Jeez, how weird can I, I mean that? This is there anyone that's weird? Weird, so weird that it's stupid weird. It doesn't
1: have to be like stupid weird today. Let's, you
2: know. I I think I'm, I'm I'll say I'll preemptively say Dwight Powell. All right, I because I think even if even Cleaver plays, I think Powell's at four k is weird enough at center.
1: All right, Um right, I'm gonna go Mason Plumley. See, you kind of did the same thing. Yeah, the Plum dog. I, I took McCray for my 7X under 4K, so I
2: didn't want to take him again. Oh, you so, don't want to double down on, on that
1: nonsense? No. <laughs> Listen, I I can already tell you I'm playing him. Like, you go to lineup HQ tomorrow around 12 o'clock noon Eastern time, and there's probably going to be a write-up for Jordan McCray. so just be ready for it. Um, Give me your um favorite DFS contest for the day, game selection question. Which What tournament's standing out to you today?
2: Oh, well, I don't team? know Either what way. tournament I haven't – I haven't even looked. Uh, I haven't
1: even looked. Like
2: I've entered. Like, I've entered cash games. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. A, you a, can you could say a cash game. Doesn't okay. Matter. How, how about that? I, I when people ask in the Discord, like to play cash games, like what are the best contests? I don't want to reinforce the point. I know that a lot of people have listened for a long time. and They know this, but you never know. You're always looking for to have the most diversified op- op- opponent base. So you want to play, if you're, if you're new, to play against the most amount of opponents, the largest single-entry double-up there is. So the more amount of entries that are in the contest. So like I always play the $5 single-entry. There's like 2,300 people or something. Because people like me and people like Stevie and good players can only play one entry. The multi-entry 150 with the same thing, it looks like, oh, 5,000 entries. No, it's me with 150 of them. So at whatever level you're at, if there's a single entry $2, if it's 113 man, play that over the 23 man, Then tell you, unless you want more volume, and then you go down from there. So my favorite contest of the day is the boring one, the single entry $5 double up, big field double up on draft picks.
1: Yeah, so... You know, I, I like to go low stakes usually at the beginning of the week. I wasn't here on Monday, so I'm just gonna start where I usually start. Um DraftKings. I'll switch it up. I'll go FanDuel tomorrow. DraftKings, the five dollar high five single entry tournament over there on DK. Small bankroll guys, these are these uh, or whatever bankroll. You can play these tournaments, doesn't matter. The $5 single-entry tournament over there on DraftKings, it pays out 24% of the field. Um, obviously, the rake stinks, but you know that's what you get for not playing on Fantasy Draft. Top 10's getting 32%. Um, min cash is 1.6, but you could turn $5 in a single entry to a $1,500. Anytime you open this tournament, you're going to see a lot of names without badges, um, which is always nice. And when you're comparing it to, let's just say the twenty five k pick and roll twelve dollar tournament, it's paying out almost four percent more of the field, so you have a better chance to return a cash if you don't hit the nuts. And first place in the twelve dollars two k. So you're giving up five hundred bucks if you have the nut like lineup, and this is a good bankroll building, strategy working, Single entry, if you're, if you're that type of person like me that likes the single entry stuff and you want to perfect your craft and get better at single entry, this is a good tournament to start at. If you're a low stakes player, this is a good tournament to start at. So again, you, know, you talked about the, the single entry double ups. I get so many tweets about this part of this game and it's helping people every day. So we're going to keep doing it and keep giving you guys our perspective and things that took us years to learn. So, um, give me your favorites over, under, or against the spread pick on the slate. Uh, Oh, I don't even know what the lines are.
2: These questions are impossible, Stevie.
1: (laughs) Both games are sitting at 227. Denver is favored by nine and a half, and the Clippers are favored by two.
2: Now, and Luca, and Luca, we trust. I mean, I, the Clippers are favored on the road.
1: They are by two points.
2: Oh, Oh, I got to, I got to side with Luca there. I'm sorry.
1: All right. So Dallas getting
2: points two. and getting points. Okay. I'm that gonna line's take... going to move once someone sits. So uh, like,
1: get, I'm locking that in. Yeah. Well, that's the part of doing the podcast night before we get to lock things in. I'm going to take Washington and the points, Washington plus nine and a half against Denver. Just because I, for DFS purposes, want this game to stay close, um, I probably wouldn't bet either one of these games today. Like, I, I don't see an edge in either one of these games. So, I like the In Luca we trust. But if this line got up to like four or something, maybe I'd
2: bet it, but not at two. Um. All right, Jordan. Any final thoughts? No. The Thanksgiving. Uh, uh. I'm gonna be doing crunch time. I don't know who's gonna be with me. It's it's uh, right on the schedule. It's just me for now. So for for Thanksgiving, before the noon, noon Eastern, before the three-game Thanksgiving slate, if you're a premium, but that's only for premium members. So obviously for this podcast, if you're not a premium member, I'm always in the Discord also discussing strategy and having people yell at me for not understanding math. But that's, that's a different story. But if you want to learn more about strategy and contest selection, all this, not the plays, not the picks, play whatever you want, but just how to become a better DFS player. We since since I've joined, I've gotten uh, it's now almost a hundred individual messages saying that the discussions and the content that I provided have made them turn into losing players to at least break-even players or winning players. So I don't do private coaching, but I'm always in the Discord. So like, the, if you want, if you if you want it, you got to be a premium member, and then tune in on Thanksgiving. For me to to go over the th- the three-game – I'm great on short slates, apparently. The, the three-game Thanksgiving slate uh, before you go and uh, fall asleep on the couch.
1: Yeah, and that, uh, that three-game Thanksgiving slate is so juicy. Chicago at Detroit, Buffalo at Dallas, <laughs> and New Orleans at Atlanta. Man, I'm so excited about that one. So, we're going to get out of here. Um, you can always feel free to reach out to us like you said on discord or if you ever have any game selection questions i'm always interested in talking game selection so it's something that took me a long time to get right so that's gonna wrap it up here for tuesday we'll be back talking some more basketball tomorrow good luck in your contest and we will see you then